Welcome to Together We Rise, the podcast. I'm Maxine, your host, spiritual guide, healer, and intuitive. This is a place for deep interdimensional dives, unpacking our world systems, paradigms, and what it is that we each can be doing to start recreating them. Each episode, I'll be joined by changemakers from an array of backgrounds, ranging from holistic wellness to activism to human rights equality, medical freedom, spiritual teachers, conscious business, and everything in between. Because they all have one common intention, and that is to actualize humanity's potential to thrive. Today's guest is Aaron Bayer. He is a Canadian entrepreneur and philanthropist who's lived a full spectrum life. From growing up in a very rough area in Vancouver to spiritual development in Asia, Aaron has seen his world shift from the life of fast cars, fast cash, and fast women to meditation and yoga in the Himalayas, where he learned to live a life of generosity, connection, and compassion. Since starting his life over in Bali in 2016, he's launched four businesses in four years and raised tens of thousands of dollars every year for the underprivileged and mentally disabled Balinese children. He's the founder of Karma House Bali, Conscious Arts Tattoos, and a founding partner in Yogi Lab and Ulu Life. His life has certainly done a 360, and I can't wait for you to hear all about his journey and insights. So let's dive in. Okay, so today's guest is the incredible Aaron, and you guys know that I always love to kick things off by giving my guests an opportunity to share a little bit about their medicine for this world through their own lens. So I'm going to give him the opportunity to do that and then let's see where today takes us. So thank you so much for being here. Uh, thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. Uh, my medicine for the world. Wow. Okay. I like this. I like this topic. Um, I would say it is that we can do anything in life and that transformation is possible for anyone and we can choose this very moment, this one right here, for everyone listening, this moment that you have right now, you can choose this moment to be anybody you want and you can, you can change your entire world. And I went from a life of absolute chaos. I was neck deep in drug addiction. I was uh, eight years in organized crime. I was absolutely head uh, under the water, you know, when it came to a life of, um, of cravings and addictions and uh, doing a lot of things that weren't exactly as wholesome um, as the life I live today. And I wasn't proud of that. And I was feeling spiritually poor mm -hmm. and that no amount of money would make me happy. And, um, and I could really feel that. And I chose to make a huge change in my life. And I actually made a decision. I just remember being like, that's it. I want to be a good dude. I want to, I want to help the world. I want to do good things. I want to inspire others. I want to help people. I want to, I want people to love me for that, not for my shiny Mercedes or, you know, um, my Louis Vuitton belt because no one cares. <laughs> and, um, and that doesn't matter. And my medicine for the world is inspiring others to actually make a difference in the world and do something positive and um, make themselves proud. Mm. Mm, that's so beautiful and yeah it has to come back to you doesn't it living a life that's authentic and aligned to you because that's really then also where we make the ripples into the greater whole in terms of change because when we are aligned it creates that um around us and you know I feel like you 
obviously touched a little bit on your story, but if you're okay with sharing a little bit more about that in terms of what actually happened in that passage of time and, you know, now moving into what it is that you do now in all of the businesses that you run and the different entrepreneurial ventures that are present for you. But just to give people a little bit more background, if they're not familiar with you, what happened in that space of time where, you know, you obviously went down a darker path to find where you, you know, to find where you needed to make changes, but can you speak to that a bit more? Sure, sure. I mean, that's a crazy road that was, um, I mean, I grew up in a very rough area uh, and I think a lot of people can resonate with, you know, being conditioned with where they grew up. And that doesn't have to be in, you know, into gang life, but a lot of people can be in hyper religious areas or, you know, conditioned by their family's wants or conditioned by, you know, what everyone in their neighborhood does and what's normal, you know, gets suppressed on us. You know? And what was normal in my neighborhood was actually like drug dealing. It was actually like normal, um, normalized that that was what the dudes that got the respect and got the money and the women and the cars and all this stuff. That's what, that's what came with that lifestyle and it was normalized and not, it was almost um, romanticized. And mm-hmm. so that was something that uh, I felt, fell into was like, hey, I wanna be, I wanna be a somebody. You know, I want to be somebody that people people like, uh, and it, it was a game for validation. You know, the truest form. And after doing all the years of self work, you know, you get to see why you do things. You know, and 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 why why it was why was why was drug dealing something that appealed to me, and it was instant gratification. And we live in a world of instant messaging and you know instant dinners and you know Tinder instant matches and all this stuff. It's we want it now, we want it quick, but as with a lot of those uh, instant uh, validation um, methods, they don't last very long and they're not very deep. And I really saw that with the type of, uh, of happiness that I was looking for from you know, the organized crime game. It, was, it wasn't lasting very long. And you know, the money comes, comes as, uh, quick and it goes quick. And so does the connections and what really I found was that I couldn't trust anybody. And that, that really broke my heart where my, my best friends of 20 years, you know, cash started ruling everything around us and that money would get in between loyalties, money would get in between friendship. And that wasn't the world I wanted to live in. And so I took some time to really reassess my life and I left and I traveled uh, while I was trying to get my head on straight and see what I wanted to do in my life. And I ended up uh, doing a plant medicine called Iboga. And Iboga changed my, changed my world. It flipped me upside down. And I got to actually see that I made a lot of bad choices in my life and why, and that I'm, I'm responsible. It's no one else's fault. It's not my neighborhood's fault. It's not my hard ass father's fault. It's not anybody's fault. You made all these decisions yourself, buddy, and you got to deal with the consequences of them. And you got to start making better choices. Um, if you actually want to be happy, because your happiness is also your responsibility. Uh, and I was like, Oh, okay. That's, that was a, a rude awakening. <laughs> and, um, and, I went to, I got into Bali uh, to try to like take some time out of the drug game and to reassess myself. And I ended up doing a yoga teacher training. Mm-hmm. And um, it was kind of a funny time because I was still a drug dealer at a yoga teacher training, you know, running a nationwide network back in Canada. Uh, you know, I had my encrypted email phone and I'm 
I'm still moving, you know, large amounts across the country while I was learning about, you know, Matsyandrasana and all these like, you know, yogis and sages and all this, all this stuff. And it was a funny, strange time to be that guy in a yoga teacher training. I stuck out like a sore thumb. I was cheesy. I was weird. I was like, absolutely um, not the model yoga teacher training student. Uh, my, my, the teacher hated me. <laughs> we became really close friends now. She's, she's, she's one of my like mentors to this day, Denise Payne. She helped me change my life. Um, but, uh, but she didn't pass me that first yoga teacher training. She was like, I couldn't, she couldn't give me, I like, I'm the only person who failed the yoga teacher training. <laughs> like I, I actually like, she couldn't give me her, um, her stamp of approval on that one. Cause I didn't, I didn't really show up. You know, I was, I was partying on the weekends and I was, you know, kind of didn't really need to do this. I was thinking I was going to be, um, you know, go, maybe go back into the drug game a bit more enlightened. Uh, but it wasn't until I finished that yoga teacher training that I knew I needed to move to Bali because I could be somebody different there. Mm -hmm. And that's when I really saw that, you know, I could just be a, a different person uh, in that space. So when I went to Bali, I chose to be somebody different. Um, it took a little while. It took, took, took some time to actually figure out how to be that person, but I didn't have to carry my story uh, or the clout or whoever I was from my old neighborhood into this new space. And that's when I started to learn that I could choose to change right then and there and, and just be somebody different, you know, get a new circle of friends. Uh, none of them are gangsters. They're yogis. They're drinking green juice and not Hennessy, you know? <laughs> and so I was like, cool. Okay. Okay. This is, there's, there's change is possible. There is another world out there. And that was like the start of that shift of change of choice. Uh, seeing that there was more out there for me than just where I grew up in um, and that I could make the shift and change and be somebody different. Mm. Yeah, I feel like that is such an important thing that you've touched on a couple of times. You know, just because we grew up in a certain paradigm doesn't mean that we have to recreate it ourselves. And I'm so glad that you said that because people may not have this particular experience, but they have that in some way, shape or form. And we've all got to break free from our conditioning at some point if we want to step into, you know, the lives that we're really potentially here for. And self-responsibility was another thing that you spoke to. And, you know, that is the ticket for so many of us. It's, we've got to remember that it is within us and that we are the ones that are here to create our lives. And when it came to you making that decision, okay, well now I'm going to, you know, be in Bali and I'm going to put my roots here and start making changes. In terms of your purpose, did you know what it is that you were gravitating to when it came to yoga and that sort of thing? Or was it just like, I'm just going to kind of go with it and see where it takes me. Or did you have things that you were like, no, these, this is what I want to do. I had no idea. <laughs> I had absolutely no idea. I just knew that I wanted to do some good stuff. Literally, it was just like, be a good person. Okay, that's what I want. Uh, and I'll figure it out along the way. And that's what I help a lot of people with now is um, getting, getting clarity because it's cool. Just having an intention is good enough because you can figure it out from there on. Uh, and so I was just like, I wanted shift. I wanted change. I wanted to be spiritual. And so I moved to Ubud, Bali. The the spiritual capital of Bali, you know, the eat, pray, love, heart and soul center of Bali, did a bunch of yoga, did everything I thought was spiritual. You know, I was, you know, yoga teacher trainings, meditation retreats, tantra trainings, authentic relating courses and classes. And I meditated with psychics. I did plant medicines. I did four years of really dedicated self-work. Um, and none of those things was the exact thing. But what they helped me do was compile um, 
a set of things that worked for me in each and every one of those that allowed me to then restructure who I wanted to be and change. What really helped was I chose that I wanted to be a good person. So I started studying things that I thought good people do. You know, I, I got into Buddhism. I did, I, did, uh, I started, studied compassion. Um, I got back into my roots and what I, what I loved about the Sikh Punjabi culture. And that was seva, selfless giving. And I connected with something that that made sense for me. Okay. I understood that, you know, I understood that, um, you know, maybe the amount of partying and substances I was using in the drug game weren't making me happy anymore. Okay. That doesn't work. What would make me happy? Okay. Well, I feel really good after yoga. Yeah. You know, I feel really good after, um, you know, hanging out with people that I can learn from. So yeah. I started shifting and changing things around me and getting better friends around me. And so mm. my, my friends weren't, you know, boss gangsters anymore. They were meditation teachers <laughs> and then they became my business partners. You know, it's mm -hmm. like, I started shifting the world around me by making, making choices uh, about who I wanted to be. And then that started then manifesting the people around me. Mm. And I started with that intention. Mm. Yeah. And that's how it usually works, right? From within, so without. <laughs> and then we get them reflected back to us. And with the businesses, can you speak a little bit on what you currently do and how you kind of got into that? Because you've got a few different projects that you work on. And I feel like this is, oh, yeah, yeah. This is um, really good for people to hear because I am noticing this even more so than ever before is the rapid shift that's happening within people in terms of their consciousness expanding and then questioning things and then looking at their lives and taking stock and being like, is what I've been doing really what I want to be doing? And is it contributing to the world that I want to live in with all of the noise that's been happening around us over the last year? So hearing it from someone that has been in it in some way, shape or form is always a really nice anchor. So can you share a little bit about your businesses and what it is that you do and how you got into that, you know, entrepreneurial space yeah absolutely i mean i was a i was a black market entrepreneur before that <laughs> and um yeah, and the transferable <laughs> skills were <laughs> were um were building rapport and connection with people fostering trust mm -hmm. um seeing how i could help get people and help them do what they're doing better um that's kind of what i was doing i was in commodities trades and i would help supply other people with supplies of things and help them work their systems a little bit better. And I was like, okay, naturally I was good at that. How can I bring that into something I love? And I came out here in Bali with the plan originally to get into real estate. And I was like, well, I could do property development. I could build Airbnb bed and breakfasts. I wanted to have like hotels and villas. And that's, I thought that was a sustainable way to make money. Um, and that it would be, uh, yeah, I would, I would, I, I still had that kind of, I wanted to get rich uh, attitude when I, when I was leaving, I still hadn't really found out, you know, what to do. Um, so I started off with an Airbnb bed and breakfast when I first moved to Bali and I, you know, got rid of everything I owned. I sold everything and came to Bali and I had a bed and breakfast and yeah, I became a super host and it was cool, but it wasn't exactly my passion. And I wasn't, we had good times, but it wasn't like, I didn't care about beds or breakfasts. It wasn't, it wasn't juicy for me. And um, we started tattooing out of the bed and breakfast in the dining room because I started getting close with the tattoo boys here. I was learning Indonesian. Uh, we became good buddies. I got a full sleeve done while I was getting that first yoga teacher training. So I got in close with these guys. They invited me back to their village. Um, you know, I was, I was going to their weddings. Like I was getting in close with the local boys and I made that extra effort to like, hey, like this is important to me. If I want to move here, I need local friends. I want to find like connections here that'll help me build a life and those guys were invaluable to me because then after that 
um, the bed and breakfast, the lease was ending after one year and I wasn't going to continue it. It was, what do I do next with my life? So I went to India. I did a meditation retreat in the Himalayas called Tushita, uh, nine day. It was my first one. It was super difficult. Um, but I had the idea to open up conscious arts tattoo shop and that was my first business. And it was the idea that came through on, I think it was about day six of the meditation retreat and we had meditation on compassion. And I was like, yo, if I center my business around doing something good, like we have a cause, uh, I feel like that's just going to work. Like, I just feel like that's going to be something that isn't done. I identified a gap in the Ubud tattoo scene. All the tattoo shops were like scary looking shops with, you know, dudes smoking cigarettes out front. They're all dark black colors. And I was like, well, what if I have a shop that's like bright pink? You know, we paint it dragon fruit color and we fund a school. Um, and mm -hmm. so that was the idea. And I was like, sitting there pretending to meditate, actually planning a business. And um, I, and it was like, the ideas are coming through, like downloads coming through. Um, and that's been, been my process now. Before every business that I've started, I go do a meditation retreat and I come out with really clear, good ideas. Maybe I'm a bad meditator, but I'm using that meditation energy to create. Uh, <laughs> cheating a little bit. But the, um, the just arts, conscious arts funds a school for mentally disabled Balinese children now for four years. Um, that shop instantly became the busiest tattoo shop in Ubud, the most successful tattoo shop in Ubud. Um, we had to open up another location within six months. I needed to expand because it was just so busy uh, because the idea was, was juicy and it was something different. And I put my heart into it and it was helping people. People saw that, hey, we were the first vegan ink Bali tattoo shop. We were the only tattoo shop that funds a school for mentally disabled Balinese children. You can come to Bali, get a tattoo, help the island out. Uh, there's a mission behind the business. People were just like, yeah, of course, that's a clear choice. Why we'd go to these guys, they do great work. Um, and people wouldn't even mind, we were more expensive than any other shop in Ubud too. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, our quality of work was high and we fund a school for kids. It's like people were okay paying a bit more because they knew there was heart in what we did. Mm -hmm. And I think that's like a tip I'd give to any entrepreneurs is like, have a cause because people people want to find a reason to love and care and give um and there isn't enough out there and so when you make it easy for them to give people are like yeah i'm down you know they, they want a reason um they just don't have enough avenues for themselves or they just might not know how and that's what entrepreneurs do is we find avenues we find roads we find ways to do things you know and that's uh we're channel channels for that you know so just like back in the drug game i was a channel for, for things and that's what I do now is I'm a channel for giving and, and and that's what really helped so then after conscious hearts we needed to expand and I opened up karma house uh, karma house Bali was the second business um, it was a, a larger tattoo shop but also a yoga studio upstairs we use it for dance yoga authentic relating or um, personal development courses and classes there's a superfoods cafe downstairs it was like a community center and every three months we do a big charity project, you know, and that's what we were doing. And so we did the happy mattress project was a huge one. It got big and we're getting Balinese children um, beds to sleep on. Uh, and cause a lot of them sleep on the floor and they don't, you know, it's hard to get a good night's sleep when you're sleeping on the floor. Mm -hmm. So we were getting kids with bed sets to make their bedrooms cool. And um, you know, it was huge. People really got behind that and they saw that Karma House was that business that was doing some good. And we were doing ceremonial tattoos where people could put some intention into what they do. And so it was different. And that became then the busiest tattoo shop in Ubud. It took a bit of the shine from Conscious Arts. Uh, <laughs> and um, yeah, 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 that was, that was huge. And um, then after that, I started getting just awesome friends around me. Like really the, the level of people I started holding around me, mm -hmm. I'm so impressed by. 
I mean, my dad used to hate my friends. He used to think my friends are idiots and they were, you know, like just like the, the kind of like uh, rough around the edges characters, you know, that I'd be around. And now my dad came and visited after a long time and met all my friends and was like, you hit the jackpot. You know, my friends are eight figure entrepreneur, meditation teachers, they're breathwork practitioners, they're high performance coaches, they're, they're just people that like, yo, I wanted to be around high level people. Um, so I leveled myself up to them, be able to hold these people around me to, or they, or they fit in, you know, and it was cool. Um, the, so after that, Yogi Lab uh, came to fruition, my business partner, David, he, um, he had the idea for Yogi Lab years ago. And finally, he saw like this squad that we had at Karma House and me and him, we could just build it and make a company around personal development. We, we want to be putting out courses for meditation, breath work, help people rebrand and launch businesses and um, find contentment. And that was something that it's a whole personal development for entrepreneurs that are spiritual. So spiritual hustle is, is our jam. So Yogi Lab was next. Um, and that's been three years now. Uh, still, we're startup mode. We'll build that from the ground up. And we're helping the entire world meditate for free. We have free online meditation courses every month from the 11th to 22nd. Those are free Vipassana courses for everybody. So those are the three right there. And then recently, I just launched my personal coaching business, Full Reset Coaching. And that's helping people out of either chaos or, or, or dysfunction or stagnation in their life and getting them whatever they want, especially helping them launch their own brands and own businesses mm -hmm. and uh, break out onto their own and take risks. Cause I think a lot of people are scared of taking risks. And obviously that was something that I wasn't that worried about. Mm -hmm. um, and so bringing my risk taking ability, push, drive, creativity and, um, and, logistical thinking getting stuff happen getting stuff actually planning and happening for people uh has been changing people's lives now with my coaching so super rewarding <laughs> it's incredible <laughs> seriously so much that you have been able to fit into what seems like a relatively short amount of time but it is again what you yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> continually been um kind of referring back to is when it's with heart and when it's with passion and it's aligned to purpose things shift so much more quickly and you want to show up and you want to, you know, take action and be a part of it. And what you were saying about people and having the right support network, I feel like maybe that's something I'd love for you to elaborate on a little bit because it's one thing to know that you want to be surrounded by good people, but you said that you made an effort. What would you give as advice to people that are like, well, I feel, and again, with everything that's been happening, a lot of people are shifting and they're, they're leaving behind relationships, friendships, families, you know, like, things are evolving very quickly, but how do you find your people? <laughs> so what would you give as advice to that? Like, how do you call in your people if you if you know that you want to be playing in that, you know, level? What do they need to be doing? Oh, yeah, it's super important, you know, and, I, and I, I help this with a lot of my clients as well. It's like, first of all, who do you want to be? And so I wanted to be a multinational, successful, global entrepreneur. I'm like, yeah, that sounds cool. And I was like, okay, and tied into personal development um, that is, you know, I'm bettering my life constantly. And then I was like, okay, uh, what kind of people do I need around me then that would help me on my mission? It's like, yeah, I need people who, who are well-practiced, who, you know, who have their, um, who have a similar alignment and values and that are actually like, you know, they're go-getters, they're doing stuff, you know, because mm -hmm being around stagnant people isn't going to help you grow, but being around go-getters, yeah, that's going to help you go. People that are making moves in the field that you want to move in, you know, and then can you actually hang with them. Do you get, do you get along with them? So all my friends got to have a sense of humor because I, I joke. I'm, 
you know, constantly, constantly joking around. I'm constantly messing around. You know, I have a dark sense of humor. So my house, my housemate, AJ, he's a, he's a high performance optimization coach. He's going to take over as CEO for Yogi Lab. Um, cause he's a systems guy and we need that. Uh, but he has a, he has a horribly dark sense of humor. He's a six foot seven, um, Lithuanian with a very dark, if you don't know him, you'd think he's a scary person, but he's actually hilarious. You know, so like, <laughs> Oh, great. We get along well, but we have aligned values. Like, cool. We can be besties. Yeah, we can hang out. And that was super important for me. It's like, yeah, do we click? Do we get along? And are we aligned in our mindset? So people wanting to get better friends, it's like, yeah, go, go befriend people that you'd get along with that are also in the field that you want to be and be a good friend, you know, take interest in what they're doing, support them in what they're doing, share what they got going on. You know, like you're not gonna, you're not gonna do well with just competing with everybody. It's like, yeah, big up everybody, really support everyone. That's mm-hmm. such a, a marker of successful people is constantly just like lifting up everybody you can and every chance you have to get, cause that doesn't take away from you. Mm-hmm. And that's been an important thing I've noticed. Mm. That is probably one of my favorite things you've said so far. <laughs> um, you know, we're not competition. Oh. And I feel like that that is also very reflective of how we've been taught to operate, you know, and that, that, scarcity mode that gets triggered because it's like oh they're doing it I can't be doing it but it's not it's when we are you know moving to and again change on a global level requires us to have good people and it's community and unity gets formed from that and that's where the the true change happens so for everyone listening I hope that you really let that land because it is an important thing and if we are triggered like that as well like it's an invitation for us to look within why is it that we don't feel like we can you know support other people and still be moving upwards but um if there are three things that you would be able to offer people right now in terms of you know the experiences that you've had and how you have evolved in your own life and i guess maybe top your top three lessons what would three things be that you would want to impart to other people um as to how they can make change in their own lives from what you have gone through Mm, okay okay i'd say firstly have a plan like really just get get clarity you know get clarity what's your intention and get some direction in your life so like that's part of your planning process like yeah what do you want to do and then what do you need to do to go get it and so that really helps take a lot of the confusion out of the way even if you're taking baby steps you're still taking steps forward and that can keep away the depression or stagnation or negative self-talk or all those things that can really creep up on us and then cause us to not move forward anymore because we get a bit mm, down on ourselves you know so it's like if you know where you're going and you just take little baby steps to get there you're still moving forward and that is really good for our mental health um and that's super important in this day and age you know keep your mental health up celebrate the little wins like anywhere you can be celebrating the wins that you're doing okay yeah mm-hmm. celebrate those wins you're listening to a podcast right now great at least you're 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 not you're, you're making good use of your mental bandwidth great good celebrate the wins good job you um secondly uh i would say it would be help others like yeah you're gonna you're gonna do well if you help others that's just good energy to have those are good vibes that's good juju so like help other people you know charity work um connection be a good friend, you know, love your parents, like just be good. <laughs> and and that, that's been uh, something that I found brings in success. And all the really successful people I know uh, that I want to hang out with, yeah, they're helping other people. They're doing nice things, you know, they're cool. Um, I've, I've really seen that a lot. And so it's like, 
that that is invaluable to like actually just make sure you're helping others as much as you can. Mm-hmm. And then the third thing is like have compassion for yourself because uh, you will fuck up. You are going to have mm-hmm. mistakes. You are going to have setbacks. Nothing's perfect. There's never going to be just like the easiest straight shooting line. Like, stuff's going to stuff's gonna come up. So to be compassionate during those times, to know that, hey, that's part of the process, to love the hard times too, because those are going to be a great story later. Uh, and how you get through that, it's going to say a lot about your character and you're going to be able to level up. So taking on those challenges and just being like, cool, this could be an awesome story if I handle this well. And mm-hmm. having that mindset around the tough times. And that's something that it's hard to do in the, in, dur- during it. But if you can just welcome in the discomfort and welcome in the mistakes and welcome in the hardship, um, it can make things a lot easier. And you can already then start seeding in the wisdom throughout the, um, that wisdom energy throughout the hardship. Mm, yeah. And that level of surrender makes it easier in moving through as well. It's that when we resist to it, it stays around longer. So yeah, I completely resonate with that. There was one other thing that kind of came through um, before, given that you're doing all of these things and you're clearly a high performer, what are some things that you do in your day-to-day that are just non-negotiable that allow you to show up in the way that you do? Because that obviously is paramount as well. And especially when we're dealing with supporting other people in their own journeys and growth, we've got to be making sure we've got good things in place. So what are some of the things that you do to be able to do everything that you do? (laughs) Self-care is so important Mm -hmm. and I need to like as much as I can. I mean, like I I got the flu right now and I've been a bit too burnt out because I'm driving between the cities because my one or two of the businesses are in Ubud. I'm living in Uluwatu where our headquarters is. You know, I'm popping in between Changu, like these little Bali cities. I'm driving a lot around. It's rainy season. So I'm getting soaked all the time on my bike, on my scooter. And so it's like, yo, I just realized I'm taking on too many things and moving around too much. So last night I just did two, three hours in bed watching Netflix. I just chilled. (laughs) And like, I was like, that's it. I'm not gonna do anything. Mm -hmm. Um, And so to know when to surrender and just take care of yourself, because if you're that much of a busy body, like that'll burn you out. So I just make sure that I have that caring time in. (laughs) Today I'm gonna do a float. I'm gonna Mm -hmm. have a float tank and then just chill in the float tank, let my body rest calm my nervous system down and like really take care of me every day my practice when I wake up is breath work meditation and plan my day out and just like okay I I really take a look at my plans I usually plan the night before and then I look at it throughout the day and then just to see I know I have an idea of what the day is going to look like um and hydrate and gym you know I just make sure I go to the gym and 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 work out or yoga and like I have some physical activity in my life and Mm -hmm. those are things that are like non-negotiables for me I know I'm doing well if I can tick those boxes Mm. yeah for sure for sure. <laughs> and they're the things that can be so easy to be like, no, 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 they go by the wayside, but they are the foundation for everything. So yeah. Um, I feel like there are things that people can implement immediately too. So do you feel like there's anything that is left unsaid? Is there anything that you want to unpart to people? Anything that you want to express that hasn't been shared yet? Mm, let's see. Let's see. Well, I have something I was excited to talk about. Um, well, and then maybe I can jump back to that one later, but I'm doing another happy mattress project. That's what we did for Karma House originally. And we're doing it again for Yogi Lab and, uh, and, um, and for, for Karma House again. And that's going to be getting Balinese children a safe place to sleep. And um, that's, uh, we're relaunching this project. Actually, we're launching it on my birthday 
April 3rd. I'm trying to get 333 kids beds to sleep on in 33 days for my 33rd birthday on April 3rd. And um, we're going to do a online summit and it's going to be a uh, by donation, 100% of the proceeds go to charity summit for spiritual hustlers. So there's going to be all this amazing stuff to learn um, that'll help you in your spiritual business practices. Um, and it's going to go all to helping these kids. And we got like, like Dylan Werner, one of the leading yogis in, on the planet. He's going to be doing breathwork and pranayama. I got uh, Rhonda Swan. She's going to be doing uh, how to build your brand. Um, Celine DaCosta, she's going to be teaching people how to tell stories and better storytelling and throughout your branding. Dave, Meditation Dave, my business partner, is going to be teaching meditation and gratitude. Um, uh, you know, we got epic people coming in for that. Like, uh, there's going to be Tantra. There's going to be uh, how to call in your perfect partner, your ideal partner from Chantal Raven. So, like, I got all my homies to donate a masterclass for this online global summit on my birthday to <laughs> raise a bunch of cash for these kids. So that's something I'm super excited about. And it was like leveraging my network as a connector and all these people that I know that are super talented in my circle uh, to do some good and to help some, some, some kids out. So it was something that I'm, I'm excited to talk about. I'm excited yeah. That's coming up. Epic. And I'll definitely link in the show notes to that. And I'll make sure as well that um, I share it on my socials. So if anyone's interested and they want to be a part of it, that they know where to find it. So yeah, that's, that's beautiful. Um, do you want to circle back to that last question before we wrap up? Is there anything that you want to leave people with? Mm, yeah, I would say again, what I started said at the start, of this um, podcast was like we can choose any moment to be who we want it to be um, if we want to be somebody that's kinder we can take the steps to be somebody kinder and research what does that mean and take those steps that day to to be a bit kinder to everybody around us if we want to be a bit more present we can choose this moment to start being more present uh, allows us and gives us that freedom to make those choices because often in this day and age you know maybe we can feel like we don't have a lot of choices and we get we get boxed in and especially with the global climate right now you know it can feel like we don't have a lot of choices but just to remember that we have choices to be who we want to be and we can make those choices right now mm. <laughs> ain't that the truth <laughs> uh thank you uh, so much if um people want to find you and they want to connect with you where is the best place for them to go can you just let them know yeah, hit me up on Instagram, ink underscore pray underscore love. Yes, that is an eat, pray, love reference because Julia <laughs> Roberts saved my life. What's up, Julia? <laughs> um, yeah, Instagram is a great way. Uh, you can find out more about me and the businesses and what we do through there and also AaronBaya.com. And um, yeah, that's that. That's that. Amazing. Thank you so much for your insights and your knowledge and for all of the beautiful work that you're doing, um, you know, through business. It is so powerful and inspiring. So I um, really do honor you and appreciate uh, the way that you show up. So thank you. <laughs> thank you so much. Thank you for having me. It was a pleasure talking to you. Now, before I go, I just wanted to say thank you so much for being here with me and wanting to do your part in recreating the status quo. If you got something out of today's episode, I would love if you could leave me a review and forward this on to anyone that you feel would benefit or even share it on your socials. I just want to close by saying I appreciate you. And until next time, remember that together we truly do rise.